Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Good to have you in the house again today. God bless you. Welcome home. It's been a while. I think it's been, well, a while. How long has it been since we met on a Sunday morning? Does anybody remember? Has it been? Okay, all right. Thank you. Thank you, brother man, because I heard three weeks. I heard I was seeing five weeks. It's been long. <laughs> Praise God. Some of you got haircuts. Good for you, man. Good for you. Man, COVID doesn't affect me that way. Y'all already know. And I'm talking to Janet so funny, I'll tell her, I'll say, man, you know, these people need dope. Because I found a $10 haircut for me, like balding clippers, and it's bald, really bald. But then even that, sometimes I'm like, I'm not paying $10 this week, man. That's, that's just too much. But I'm glad you're back. I'm glad to be back with you. We'll see what the future holds. And here's the thing about this situation. I know it was big to some people because it, it affected many people in different ways, all right? It's a big deal. If, if it affects us gathering as church members, it's a big deal. Now, you can go to the root and go, well, it's this or it's that. It's not. Well, it was a big enough deal to affect the way that the state was governed and the way the nation was governed. So it was a big enough deal. But here's what I need to tell you today. Your God is still God. Your God is still in control of your life, okay? You've accepted Jesus, so once you've done that, your God is in control of your life and your destiny, and you've submitted your will to him. So you don't have anything to worry about. But here's, here's what I need to tell you today. You need to continue to put your faith in God and prepare in these times because I believe COVID-19 and all that, it was a warning shot. That's not to scare you. You're fine. Here you are. You've been eating well. Some of us have an all-new corona body. <laughs> no, somebody told they said, man, Pastor Matt, they saw me, they saw me on Wednesday night. They said, Pastor Matt, you, and they were sweet. They said, man, you've been working out, but you, you, are you, did you put on some weight? Yes, I did. I don't think it was due, due to corona. I think it was due to some other stuff. Uh, within the last year, God has actually healed my stomach. I had stomach issues for a while, and I'm holding on to some weight now. So praise God. Even in a black shirt, I look like I can turn this way and not disappear, right? For those looking at me this way. But you say, man, corona's affected us. I have a new body or I have a new look or I'm just not cutting my hair anymore. I saw a meme and a kid said, mom, when are we getting haircuts? And the kids look like cavemen, man. And the, the person walking in goes, I'm not mom, I'm dad. <laughs> they had a caveman haircut too. All jokes aside though, really, 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 I believe it was preparation for something. I don't know exactly what, but Jesus said this. You've heard me say this on Facebook live and on YouTube live throughout this journey and on YouTube or these other mediums that we're using. But know this, this was a warning shot. It was a warning shot. God wants us to get our houses and our lives in order. Remember, Scripture talks about it in Hebrews. It says those things that can be shaken, they will be shaken. All right? They will be shaken. I didn't make that up. God's Word says it. Why? So we can receive the kingdom from God, which is what? An unshakable kingdom. No matter what's happening on planet Earth, God has not lost control. No matter what's happening, all right? So you, you keep the faith. You stay strong. You keep walking with God. You stay in the Word and in prayer. You do the basics. You share your faith. And when, it, when you're able to, yeah, and y'all are doing it already. When you're able to, you come to church. And here you are. I know you missed it, man. Some folks are like, 
was it Johnny? Was it last week, Johnny? Johnny came to see me and my dad. We were standing near the stage. Johnny walked up to me, gave me a hug, man. He said, I just need to make sure y'all were still real, man. <laughs> he looked at us, man. He said, man, I missed y'all. I said, bro, it's been weird, right? And you're seeing a virtual image on a screen. He's like, is that Pastor Matt or is it a hologram? He's gained weight. That can't be him. I, I don't know. His hair, his hair cut, his hair's longer. I don't know. But here we are, and we're in God's presence. And here's what you need to remember forever. Your God has not lost control. His plan is still unfolding perfectly. No matter what the enemy does or politicians do or the government does, God's plan is unfolding according to his perfect will. You don't understand it all the time. I don't. There's some things we're not going to know or understand until we get to heaven. All right? But you just trust God. You trust God. And today, this is a simple message, and I just feel like it was a kind of a homecoming message and a homecoming party type message, and that is why I love church. Real simple, why I love church. Now, you need to remember that in many ways over the years, the enemy has tried to make church religious. What is religious? See, religious, according to Scripture, that's not necessarily a good word. We may mean it well sometimes. He's a religious person. Well, religious, though, means someone who goes by the rule of law and the letter of the law, but their relationship with God and with others is in question. See, what we don't realize is when Adam and Eve ate from the tree in the garden, we should call that the tree of religion. Really. Because it's called the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but immediately Adam and Eve, you know what they did? They didn't accept accountability for their sin they pointed the finger at others and that's religion religion says yeah i know i have my problems but look at them or religion goes i'm going to overlook all of what god's dealing with me about look at them you've seen through this virus thing how fickle people have been they're worried about people going to church they're worried about people opening up a quilt store they're worried about about people opening up a hair store but then they're not following the letter of the law because they're out driving around and they're watching to see what everybody else is doing that sounds like religion to me. So, oh, but they don't even go to church. You, man, you do not have to go to church to be religious. I guarantee it. You say, oh, no, here's, this is the law. Uh-huh. I saw how many standards people had during this, situ this situation. I know because some of mine didn't make sense at first. I said, wait, where, where am I on this? What, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to let this affect me? Because it, it was a strain, and it's still strange. But at the same time, I want to I remind you of this. The Garden of Eden, they ate of the tree of religion because as soon as Adam had eaten, he said, Lord, he didn't even mention his sin. He said, it was the woman you gave me. You know what the woman did? She said, it was the snake. The serpent. The serpent wasn't allowed to speak anymore after that. Some believe that the animals in the garden could talk. I don't know. It's not in scripture here, but that, that serpent sure was talking for whatever reason, right? The devil was working through them or whatever. But did you notice how religion makes people go, look what they're doing. I've seen that my whole life where people aren't living right and they're going, look at them. That's strange. Now, I needed to get that off my chest because church, that's not what it's for. And I know y'all know this, and I'm probably not speaking to any of you today, but I've had some times in my life where I was that way, where God was dealing with me about something, but I was going, look at them. Why aren't they? And God's going, I had an old friend. He used to tell me this. I don't know that he's listening to this today. But you know what he used to tell me? Words of wisdom from the street. Y'all ready for this? 
I'd mess with him about something. He'd say, you worry about yourself, Holmes. That's wisdom right there. He'd say, hey, Esse, you worry about yourself. That's right. That's right. We need to love others. We do. We need to walk in love with others. If we're walking in love, then let's be, let's be dealing with other people, helping other people. But until that moment, let's just deal with ourselves, right? And that's what church is for. The beauty of church, coming together and gathering together, is you can deal with your relationship with God and your relationship with others. I'm excited to see you here today, and I'm so glad you came. I'm glad to be with you once again. And yes, Johnny, I'm real. Why I love church, number one today, Jesus went to church. Did y'all know that? Jesus went to church. He was raised in the church. Let's go to Luke 4.16. Luke 4.16. When he came to the village of Nazareth, is talking about Jesus, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on what? The Sabbath, and he stood up to read the scriptures. He not only went to church, he served at the church. That's interesting, isn't it? That was God in the flesh. So God himself attended church. When he was in the flesh on this planet, he went to church regularly. And you'll notice there's lots of time Jesus is healing people in church. That sounds right, doesn't it? He was correcting doctrine in the church. That sounds right. He was rebuking the Pharisees in the church. That sounds right. He was dealing with them. None of y'all are Pharisees, but I'm telling you right now, he was dealing with the people of that day, the religious people who did not recognize him. Reading in the Word, and he's having a discussion with with a crowd in the book of John. And there's Pharisees in the crowd, which were the religious people of that day, the trained theologians of that day. And it's interesting to, to me how over and over again Jesus kept saying, you don't know my Father. You don't know my Father. They said, oh, God is our Father. We weren't born of fornication. See, some of them knew his, they knew his story, and they didn't believe he was from the virgin birth. They said, we know who our father is. Who's your father? They were trying to put it back on him, and he said, no. If you knew my father, then you would act right with me. If you knew, if you knew, really knew who you were and who you were called to be, he said, you would act right with me. So he would go to the church, and here's what Jesus did at church. He healed the sick. He was an example. He read the scriptures, so he served. He showed up at church, as was his custom, right? Let's read that verse again, Luke 4, 16. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual. One translation says, as was his custom. He went to church. He went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. And to me, that has always been powerful because Jesus is our prime example. Isn't that right? Jesus went to church. He corrected doctrine. He corrected lies and wrong thinking. Jesus healed the sick. And it was interesting to me that The religious folks of that day were attacking him over and over and over again. You can find it in Scripture multiple times. They would attack him for healing people on the Sabbath. That sounds strange to y'all, doesn't it? You're like, well, now we're New Testament people. We say, we come to church to get healed. You can get healed anywhere, but people were attacking God in his house for doing what he does did you know some have gone so far as to say that they actually recognized that he was God, but they hated him anyway? They were so religious and so by the law that they missed God. All they had was their books and their learning and all the stuff they had added to Scripture. I was reading also in the book of John that Jesus healed a man, a blind man. And Scripture says that his parents were afraid of talking to the Pharisees because the Pharisees came to the 
this man's parents and said, was he born blind? They said, he was born blind, but we don't know how he got healed. They were scared of the Pharisees, Scripture said, because the Pharisees had threatened to kick people out of church for loving and honoring Jesus. The Pharisees had threatened to kick people out of church. Can you believe that? See, that sounds strange to our minds now. But here's, here's why this situation is so important, even with the COVID. You slow down and you take time and make sure you don't miss God in the big areas and the small areas. Because folks missed Jesus. When he came to earth, many people missed Jesus. They missed it. They missed it. And he said, you've missed the time of your visitation. And he said, soon this whole place will be destroyed. And everything he said came to pass. And many who have studied the Bible say that was one of the single greatest prophecies that Jesus made, earthly prophecies, because it showed that he was real. He was a real prophet. He was God in the flesh because he said, you see this temple and everything? It's going to be destroyed. You didn't honor me when I came, and now it's going gonna, it's gonna to be wiped out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a different route with you. But God's plan, remember this, God's plan will never fail. God's plan will never fail. He's not done with you through this situation. It's shaken, man, it's shaken all of us in different ways. But you're part of an unshakable kingdom, all right? And I just want to remind you that through all of this, Jesus went to church not to be religious. He went to church not to be religious because he was setting an example. Can you imagine the God of the universe who actually sets up rules and goes by them? There's a word that's been thrown around a lot, and I'm not, I'm not giving anyone in here a hard time about that word sovereign, but people use that word sovereign. But that word has been misused about God because their idea of sovereignty is God is just going to do whatever he wants. Yes and no. See, because God is not going to violate his word. I've had people say, no, God's sovereign. He'll just do whatever he wants. Yes and no. You can remind God of his word. He has a free will. But God is so loving, and he set up church so that we would learn about his word and how he deals with us. Since ancient times, God has dealt with his people through his word and through his promises. Isn't that beautiful? Like a marriage covenant, right? A man deals with his wife through a marriage covenant, or should. And a wife to her husband through the marriage covenant. Say, I'm going to honor you and love you and serve you and bless you. I'm going I'm to deal with you through that covenant. That's how my wife and I deal with each other, through the covenant of marriage. My mom and dad always dealt with each other through the, the honor and love of the marriage covenant. God does that with us. He says, I set up church so that you can go and learn about what's really right. Because you guys know about Facebook. Did y'all see some crazy stuff on Facebook during this time? How many of you in this place, y'all know I love surveys. Go ahead and raise your hand. How many of you read some lies on Facebook during this time? Raise your hand. And you know they're lies. Uh-huh. Most of us in the room. You were like, that's a lie. People do that about God and his word all the time. That's why Jesus went to church, so the truth would be established and there would be a weekly gathering where people would come together and hear the truth and be grounded and have a good foundation. That's why you're here today, and that's why you're here on Facebook Live, because you're hearing from God the truth of his word. Jesus went to church. That's why I love church. Number two, you know why else I love, I love church? Faith comes by hearing. There's times your week gets away from you and you haven't heard the word like you needed to, but guess what? You can show up on a Sunday and a Wednesday and we're going to talk about the word. Let's go to Romans 10, 17 in the New King James Version. Look at this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you hear something, the more you believe it. I also love the repetition that's hidden in the scripture. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing. Do you notice that? Hearing and hearing. 
There are many that teach us now um, sociologically and psychologically that it takes us 16, 17 times doing something or hearing something sometime to really, to really get it in our heads. That's why teachers repeat themselves. Parents, how many of you repeated yourself to your kids this week? It's been a long time since I've been parented in that way, but I remember when, when I was much younger and dad would say, you know, dad, dad would keep count. Dad would say, I've told you 10,000 times. <laughs> he remembers. He said, Matthew, I've told you guys 10,000 times. I was like, golly, is it been? It's been a lot, Dad, but. And I remember if I'd ever kind of get smart, like, Dad, but I don't. He'd say, hey, shut up. Just do it, right? It's time. It's time to just obey. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You know the problem with most believers now? We're not even talking about the world. We're talking about believers. The problem with most believers now is they don't know what the Bible says at all. People say stuff like this. Man, you know, you know like the good book says, man, you know, God helps those who help themselves. Mm, mm, I don't think, does it say that in the Message Bible? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I know you, God blesses hard work and stuff like that, but people say stuff, and it's not really in the Bible. It sounds good, but you know. Eh, it's not quite on point there. So you've got to get in the Word for yourself. You've got to get a translation that you understand. Some of you are like, wasn't Pastor Matt talking about this before the COVID? Yes. The rest of our lives, I'm going to blow the trumpet and say, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And the only way to get into the Word of God is to do that by yourself during the week. Really get into it. You can come to church and hear, and that's why I love church. But you got to get into the Word for yourself, all right? Get into the Word for yourself. Faith comes by hearing. That's why I love church. You can come to church and hear the Word. Number three, look at this. Paul advised it. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote a bunch of epistles in the New Testament. The guy had a brain capacity like you wouldn't imagine, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was a Jew of Jews. And he met Jesus on the road to where? The road to Damascus. He met Jesus. And this guy was an apostle of apostles. He was powerful. It is because of what the way God led Paul that we've received the word today. Because he was sent to the Gentiles. All right? He went to the Gentiles. That's non-Jewish people. And Paul advised going to church. Look at this. Hebrews 10.23. You could say he commanded it. Ah, I don't know. I'm going to call it advised. You could say commanded if you want. But look at what he says here. He says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we already affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his what? His promise. Look at the next verse. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Man, this is good. And let us not neglect our what? Meeting together, is that clear enough? Let us not neglect our meeting together. Now, some of you don't think I'm, I'm rebuking you for not being here when we were closed or when you, man, everything was uncertain and all that. No, no, no. What I'm saying is when you can, if you can, get to church. That's for everybody. Look, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Let's not skip church. Let's not miss out on connect groups. I mean, if at all possible, let's meet together. But encourage one another. Why? Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Is that more significant than ever? 
I think it's always been significant, but wow. Early church proves they were called to meet together. When people couldn't meet in the synagogues, they met in homes. When they couldn't meet in homes, they met in other places. Scripture proves it. Paul advised it. That's why I love church, man. Even the Apostle Paul said, you guys need to get to church. And Scripture talks about gathering all the time. Gather for this. Even in the Old Testament, it was gather for feast. Go to the temple. Gather together. Get together. All throughout the Old Testament. And then the New Testament proves the same thing. It's all about getting together whenever you can. And when you can't, you stay in the Word, all right? And get ready for the next time you go to church. Number four today, and I love this. This is why I love church. We get to meet with church family and God. Same time, same place, every week. I love that. An appointment. I'm not going to ask how many of you are good at appointments, right? I can be. But, you know, there's times it's like, well, do we, we're doing that again? No, uh, it's, it's time again. It's time on Sunday to come to church, hang out with God's people, and to hang out with God himself as we worship together. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 4. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. Here's what I need to remind you of. God is not a denominational God. When Jesus said in Scripture, I will build my church, he was not talking about the Baptist church. He was not talking per se about Kingsgate Church on 300 East Marland. He was not talking about the Methodist church or, or you know, uh, the Presbyterian or Episcopalian or the Catholic church or any other church. He was not talking about a denomination. He said, I will build my church. And this verse explains that. It was never about denomination. It was about accepting Jesus and being part of the same family. Now, despite which church you go to, which denomination, you're part of Christ's body if Jesus is in your heart. You're part of Christ's body. That's the most important thing. And this was interesting, this whole situation, because it started drawing lines again. You get crises and it draws lines, doesn't it? It draws lines for believers and non-believers. You get people going, well, I'll do that. Then they wouldn't have never done that before. You get others going, mm, I'm not doing that. It really brings out everything. It lays it all on the line. Jesus said, I will build my church. Today, we could go back out into the parking lot and meet, and you are his church. We can spread out all over the world. You can go to Africa. I've been there. You can go to Israel. You can go to Bosnia. You can go to Croatia. You can go to Ukraine or Russia. You can go to Mexico or Guatemala. And you're still part of the church, even if you're not in a church service. But you need to meet together and go to church when you can. It's important to meet together and strengthen each other. Had people tell me over the years, man, I just need Christian friends. I'm like, come to church. I just I need to change, man. I, I go, church is open. Sundays and Wednesdays. I just really need to get around better people. Go to church. Say, so, oh, then others go, no, there's hypocrites at the church. Oh, really? And there's no hypocrites at the bars? I see how people operate at the bars. You want to see the, the picture perfect hypocrite? They're at the bar and they're going. 
But then they gain weight like me and they can't get the ring off. Praise God. <laughs> so then they just. Uh-huh, that's a hypocrite. Oh, I'm not going to church because they're hypocrites. Oh, did you stop going to Walmart because there's, there's hypocrites in there? No, people went to Walmart more because of whatever reason during this time. I was thinking, man, if had we owned stock in Walmart, it was packed. You can't go to church, but Walmart was packed. Home Depot was packed. I thought, this is crazy. I saw a meme that said, we can't go to church. Let's meet in Home Depot in the plumbing department and have church. Let me just say this right now. I don't know if I'm going to go along with all this next time. I'm going to just say that right now in front of God, in front of you as witnesses. We'll see what God does, but uh, and let, until they get rid of the Constitution of the United States of America. And let me go ahead and throw this in there for you. Those listening and those in this house, and I, I seem a little fired up right now because I am. Number one, you need to really, as a believer, but as a believer in the United States of America, there are two documents that are the most important things in the world. Number one is the Bible. Period. Number two is the Constitution of the United States. The Bill of Rights. Do you know people don't know their rights? Said, oh, there's a new law. You have to. That's not a law. We've got to know. And hey, I know it's a, it's a tight rope and it's a delicate uh, uh, act and it's a delicate rope to walk and it's a tough balancing act because you say man I've got to honor governing authorities and but I but let me tell you something right now I'll just say this right now for everybody listening online and in this house don't you ever let governing authorities try to force you to dishonor God there's a silly song I heard in the 90s silly song I think it was by a group called Big Tent Revival. It said, if loving God was a crime, then I'd be an outlaw. I saw a meme. Another, Yeah, there's been many memes sent out. I'm not even on Facebook. They've been texting them to me directly. One meme shows two guys in jail looking at each other, and they're in them orange county jumpsuits. They're looking at each other, and the guy's like, what you in for? He said, man, I went to church. <laughs> not yet, man. We are not in those times yet. So you honor God and honor authority, but remember, you keep your faith and your wits about you during the season because we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but you got to keep putting God first to the best of your ability, all right? Keep putting God first. Why I love church and why you should too. Number one, Jesus went to church. Number two, faith comes by hearing. Oh, I can hear at home, yeah, but there's nothing like hearing the word in groups of people, the body of Christ, no matter what denomination they are, wherever they are in the city, in the world, you love Jesus and faith comes by hearing. Number two, that's why I love church. Number three, Paul advised it. And number four, we get to meet with church family and God. Man, welcome back home. Let's pray together today. Father, we honor you today and we thank you for your people that are gathered today. I plead the blood of Jesus over them and over their families, Lord God, and I thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. Cause us to put you first no matter what. If there is anyone at the sound of my voice, either through streaming or here in this building, in this sanctuary, is there, if there's anyone who says, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life, I need to put him first, I need to accept Jesus and make him my Lord and Savior, is there anyone in this house or online 
Raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you right now. If there's anyone in here who says, man, I need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of my life. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sin, Lord. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I believe that Jesus died and rose again. He is my Savior and my Lord. I believe it and I speak it. And it is done by faith in Jesus' name. I want you to look at me now right wherever you are. There's been several things going on through this situation, and one of them is there's been a lot of fear. So you need to stick to the source, remember? I'm going to keep pushing you and pulling you and dragging you, whatever i got to do, talking to you, selling you on it, reminding you, repeating, emphasizing. Get back to the Word. Get back to the true source of truth. The very wellspring of truth is God's Word. So you need to get into truth. And here's just some wisdom before we pray. Be careful about the news and Facebook. You, you have access to that, and you should. This is an amazing country, free dissemination of information. That's great. The problem is there's lots of humans behind it with different agendas. Humans who, not, not all of them love God like you do this morning. So be careful about what your sources are because they can cause you to panic. One man of God said, I call it, he said, I think it's called a pandemic because there's an epidemic that causes panic. Yeah, and it does. It causes people to panic. Say, man, what is going on? Here's the deal. Always go back to the source. And the source is your faith in God, all right? So right where you are, would you go ahead and stand to your feet? You can close your eyes. You can open them. You can do whatever you want. But if you're comfortable doing so, please raise your hands to the Lord. And I'm going to pray over you that God will continue to speak to you, give you favor, and that all fear will be broken off your life this morning in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name, I agree with my church family right now, with the people of God. I break fear and lies, God, in Jesus' name. Those are not ours, and if they're not ours, they're surely not yours, God. Whatever the source of the fear and lies is, we break it in Jesus' name. If it's spiritual, we break and cast out the spirit of fear. Spirit of lies, we loosen truth and power, love, and a sound mind. Right now, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the gift of fellowship. We thank you for the gift of truth. We thank you for the gift of Jesus, which covers everything. There's no greater gift than Jesus. But, Lord, we thank you that for the gift that Jesus gave us, and that is his church that he is building. Jesus, you said you will build your church, and we will honor you and promote your kingdom as you build your church. We will be examples. We will walk in faith and integrity. We will love you, God, and we will love others. Through this season and through this time, we will honor you, God, and we will not allow anyone or anything to take away our faith or to touch our faith or to make us think differently about you because the political climate has changed or a seasonal climate or a scientific climate or whatever the climate may be in social media. God, we will keep our faith in you and we will put you first forever, Lord God. I thank you for your people that are gathered here today. I thank you for their faithfulness their kindness, their love. I thank you that they love and serve you, God. And I thank you for those online who love and serve you, Father God. I worship you today, and I thank you for different mediums of promoting your word. Audio, video, live, in person. God, we just thank you for it in this country. We thank you that this is still America, and we thank you that you are not done with America yet, 
and you are not done with us. You have just gotten started with us. Now, God, use us to promote your word in this country and in our jobs and throughout the earth and in this season, God, and we thank you for it. We thank you for courage and wisdom and boldness like never before. In Jesus' name, amen.